money doesn't create feelings. Money doesn't create those like deep inner things that we truly desire. And so what I see happen so often, especially with really successful women, is they get to this place where they make the money. And when they get there, it doesn't feel like they thought it was going to feel. And it's like, it's never enough. And what they don't realize is money isn't the thing that's creating that feeling. That's an inner job. Hello, hello, high vibing it homies. Welcome back to another epic episode of your favorite podcast, High Vibing It. It's your homegirl, Kelsey Aida, best selling author, transformation facilitator, and alignment coach, with my homegirl, Lindsay Robinson, hypnotherapist extraordinaire. She helps you get your subconscious mind right to achieve your goals. And we have a new friend here today, a lovely guest, Miss Lauren Francois, and she is a human design money and mindset expert slash coach. She helps six and multi six figure ambitious women create more success and wealth with more ease, which we love. And just a little side tangent, we almost named the show Let It Be Easy because that was like totally a vibe when we were starting the show. And that's what Lindsay wanted to call it. And I was like, I like it, but I don't think it's the one. But we're all about obviously helping you make your life more easy, more in alignment in all the ways. So that's why we wanted to have Lauren on to talk about this. And y'all know we love to talk about and nerd out about some, you know, human design as we all do. So here we are. She's also the host of the Wealthy Woman podcast, which Lindsay and I will both be on. So make sure to subscribe so you can hear our episodes over there. And yeah, let's get it started. Lauren, thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on here with you guys. This is going to be a fun talk. And it's very good timing because I know a lot of us, I mean, all the time, every, who doesn't want to manifest money? Who doesn't want to talk about bringing more money, welcoming all the avenues of income? But I feel like now with it being winter, maybe a lot of us are wanting to relax a little bit more. And so maybe that go-getter attitude of bringing in the money is not quite there. At least for me, it ain't there. So <laughs> if you're going to talk to me about how I can be more relaxed and also manifest money, like that's, I think, where the sweet spot is. Because I think when we're relaxed, everything is just when it when it feels easier it gets better but we don't ever we think it's a cheat <laughs> we think mm-hmm. it's like oh, it's like yes. not real <laughs> so before we get into all that i really want to know about your story and how you got to this space and and kind of what brought you to this line of work sure sure so i actually actually have been in um entrepreneurship for 9 years so i started my journey back in 2014, I joined a network marketing company and I have nothing bad to say about network marketing. It served me very, very well. It helped me to quit my full-time job, stay at home as I was starting to have children. It created a fabulous income, which I still benefit from today, even though I've kind of moved away from actively working that business. And I really feel like it gave me the foundation that I needed in order to step out on my own and 
actually create my own business. So I was in network marketing solely for six years. And then in 2020, the fabulous year of 2020, <laughs> after uh, two years of really kind of feeling stagnant in that business, I had decided that my kids, so I have two kids, my kids were at an age where I really could put my focus back onto my business. And I said, that was going to be the year that things really turned around for me. And, you know, after the first few months of the year, I just, I felt like that wasn't happening. And it felt like there was something that I was missing, you know, you, you can't quite put your finger on it, but I was like, I know how to work. We're, we're going to dive into human design. I'm a manifesting generator. I was like, I can work. I can work. I can do the strategy, but like the things I'm doing aren't working. I'm doing all the things, but it's not working. And so that propelled me to actually hire my very first coach. And she and I dove heavily into mindset work and really, really focused specifically on mindset around business, mindset around success, and mindset around money. And I had always been really interested in mindset work. I had read so many books on neuroscience and how our brains work and how our brains create a reality. And so I was familiar with it, but I had never really dove into that work deeply with a coach. And when I did that, everything, and I do mean everything, really started to shift for me. And as my network marketing business turned around and I really was working with her, I was like, you know what? This is something that I am so interested in. This is something I've learned a lot about. This is something that I see so many other women struggle with. And I really want to bring this to other female entrepreneurs specifically who were in my same place. And so that prompted me to launch my own mentorship and coaching business back in October of 2020. I That quickly became successful, turned into a six-figure business in 2021 and 2022, and in 2022, I found myself at a crossroads once again, as we often do. And, you know, I had created this success and I had created money. And personally, with my husband's business, like our finances had skyrocketed. And I just found that money wasn't quite doing the things for me that I thought it was going to do. <laughs> and so that prompted me on this whole inner journey into you know, the power I was giving money and the, and, and a lot of other deep healing, uh, deep healing paths that I had to go down. But in that process, I discovered human design. And when I discovered human design, I felt like I finally understood myself. I finally understood why I was the way I was. I finally understood why I was struggling with the things I was struggling with. And the deeper I dove, the more obsessed I became with it. And so early this year, I decided to get my certification in human design because I just found it to be such an incredible tool to help you create more success with more ease. 
And so that's really where this trifecta came from of money, mindset, and human design. It really has come from my own personal journey in working with these three things and seeing the transformation that first it caused in my own life and my journey. And then as I've brought it to the women that I have worked with, seeing the transformation that it has created in their lives. And it's just been so incredible. Um, And it's, like I said, it's, it's the other side of strategy and it's the side that so often we don't look at, but is so powerful. And I know you guys know that (laughs) doing what you do, you know, the power of all of this work, but that's, that's how I got where I am today. (laughs) That is awesome. An awesome story. And before we like dive more into your story, I really would love for you to elaborate on what you thought money was going to do for you that it didn't. Yeah. So I know you kind of snuck that in there. And I feel like a lot of people want to manifest more money for a lot of great reasons, but also a lot of reasons that aren't really going to come to fruition, right? Like when I have that certain amount of money, I'm going to feel more confident. Or when I hit that number, I'm going to allow myself to feel X, Y, and Z, or my life is going to be fixed in this way. But I think it would be super helpful if you could shed some light on some of your expectations that didn't really come to fruition through money, just to put things in perspective for people because money is not everything. Right, right. So I feel like as very driven, ambitious women, we give money a lot of power. And I mean a lot, a lot, a lot of power. And we think it's going to do all these things for us. We think, you know, it's going to create security. It's going to create joy. It's going to create happiness. It's going to create freedom. It's going to create certain emotions. And what I came to realize is money is just money. Money is just money. Like money is a middleman. Oftentimes money can give us things that we desire, material things, but money doesn't create feelings. Money doesn't create those like deep inner things that we truly desire. And so what I see happen so often, especially with really successful women, is they get to this place where they make the money. And when they get there, it doesn't feel like they thought it was going to feel. They still feel unhappy. They still feel unfulfilled. They still feel like it's not enough, right? Like how many times have you heard, I hit that goal, but now I want the next thing. And it's like, it's never enough. And what they don't realize is money isn't the thing that's creating that feeling. That's an inner job. That's where we have to look at things like our our addiction to proving, <laughs> our self-worth, our subconscious need for a struggle, the, the beliefs that we have around money that we gained from you know our childhood, our parents, generational beliefs things like that. And so what I found is I thought money was just going to solve all my problems. And I know a lot of people think money is going to solve all their problems. This is why most people who win the lottery go broke. (laughs) It's because like money doesn't actually give you those deep inner feelings that you're after. It doesn't create like that deep inner joy. That's something you have to cultivate outside of money money is great. Like money allows you to do a lot of things. It allows you to, you know, buy the great home and buy the designer stuff and travel and do things that can create a lot of joy in your life. But I had to ask myself the question, if all this went away, could I still be happy? 
and then cultivate joy from that place of it being completely separate from money. And when I got there, then it was like, I don't need the money because I have everything within me to create joy and happiness. The money is just extra. And when money is just extra, you open up a whole new path to receive because there's no pressure on it. There's no need. There's no lack anymore. Yeah. I think it's really important what you said about separating money and happiness because everybody thinks that it's a direct correlation. And there is some correlation. They've done studies that if you are in such a survival mode with money that it's causing you a lot of stress, then yes, you are going to be happier when you have more money and all your basic needs are met. But past that point, if you make exponentially more money, you're not going to become exponentially happier. The correlation stops once your basic needs are met and you can like live a more safe um you know, a relaxing life. Once you got that down, more and more and more money is not going to make you more and more and more happy. So it's really important to separate the two. And I'm glad that you said that. Um, Lindsay, I'm sure you have a question, but I just had to say that because they've done a bunch of studies and it's it's true. It's not correlated to a certain degree. And one of the coolest things, well, one of the things that really hit home for me when I heard this was that money loves to fill a void. Money loves to have a job to do. So if you have more money, it's going to go somewhere. Like how many of us, when we started making more money, realized all of our bills got higher. Like it just, It's just the way that it goes. You know, the, I love that song, Mo Money, Mo Problems, but I don't necessarily agree. I think it's just more money, more things to pay for, more things. And I think that that's a natural progression. So when we can stop and say like, well, money is not the thing that's bringing me happiness. When I had my best year ever in 2020, I remodeled my house because it's something that I wanted to do for so long. And I don't, I never said like money's going to bring me happiness. I said, money's going to let me redo my windows. Money is going to make me feel safer with new locks and new, like, and blinds and a new carpet that I can lay down on and feel so cozy and comfortable because it's so soft. But like the things that you can get with money, I think are extremely valuable and that's different for everybody, but hundred percent agree with you that it's not the money is not the feeling money is the middleman I I think it's great that you put it in those terms because it's absolutely correct and I just love everything you said basically thank you (laughs) so true it is I really want to talk about money manifesting when it comes to human design types, because obviously we have all types yeah. listening. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of many gens because Lindsay and I are both manifesting generators. So we attract a lot of manifesting generators. I know there's obviously a lot of generators listening, all types. We love you all. Shout out to all the human design enthusiasts out there listening. Um, but can you go into, and maybe we should do this in two separate parts, like the number one blockage for each type when it comes to money and like the number one tip you have for each type when it comes to money? Yes, definitely. Okay. So let's start with generators, (laughs) my generators of the world. So generators, one of the biggest blocks to you creating more money is not working on things that light you up. That's one. I'm going to give you two, actually, you generators. The first is not working on things that light you up. So generators, with that defined sacral center, that is the center of creation, of life force energy, of pleasure. It is the biggest motor center in our bodies, which means that when you are working on something that lights you up, 
you are recharging your sacral center. Center. It's like a battery. So you're recharging that battery. That's why generators can work and work and work and many gens too, because we have that defined sacral center. But that's why we can work for so long when we're doing something that lights us up. You know, we get in the flow. We have to pull ourselves away from work. It's because the work itself is recharging our battery. But what I see happen so often with generators and manifesting generators is that we have the energy to work. So we say yes, simply because we can, not necessarily because it lights us up, right? So it's like, okay, this opportunity is is here, it's in front of me because as generators and manifesting generators, our strategy is to wait to respond. And so we're magnetizing opportunities to us. They're in front of us. And because they're in front of us, whether it's from lack or, or some other reason, people pleasing, no boundaries, having having a hard time saying no, uh, we say yes, because we have the energy to to do it. That is the worst thing we can do because when we're working on things that don't light us up, that's when we get burnt out because that sacral center is not getting recharged because the thing we're doing doesn't light us up. So I see so many generators and manifesting generators, and I don't like to clump them because they are two very different types, but in this case, they are similar. Um, I see them working on all of these things and nothing is really lighting them up. And they're wondering like, why am I doing all the things mm -hmm. and it's not working? And that's a really key thing I want you to tune into as a generator or manifesting generator. If you're saying I'm doing all the things and it's not working, that is a red flag. That is a red flag for you that something is out of alignment. There's something that you need to look at. Number one, as a generator, you shouldn't be doing all of the things. So here's where generators and manifesting generators are different. Generators, you are meant to focus on one thing. You are meant to go really deep with that one thing. So you need to use your strategy and your authority to figure out what is that thing that's really lighting me up you need to say yes to that. And then you're meant to go deep with that. You're meant to become the expert in that one area. And all of the super successful generators that I know are very good at this. Now, that's not to say you can't work on things, different things throughout your lifetime. I think that's where generators get this a little bit confused. They think like, well, I have passions in other areas. You can, but you're really meant to go deep with one thing at a time. So when I think about a successful generator, they get really into one thing. They go really deep with that thing. They learn all facets of that thing. They can spend years on that thing. They become the expert in that thing. And they work on that thing until that thing doesn't light them up anymore. Then they'll go through the process of figuring out, okay, what lights me up now? They'll find something new and they'll go deep with that thing. So they're not doing all these different things at the same time. Now that's in contrast to us manifesting generators who like to work on a bunch of different things all at the same time and who are really meant to work on a bunch of different things all at the same time. So Manny Jens, we are the ones who are reading like four books at the same time. We're doing like five different courses at the same time. We have projects going on in five different areas. And to us, 
it feels very easy to manage that because we're really meant to live in that present moment and we're meant to bounce around from one thing to the next, depending on what's lighting us up in the present moment. To generators that having all these things going on at the same time, that feels very chaotic because that's not how they're meant to operate. So generators, you have to be working on something that lights you up. That's going to create more money for you. You have to be going really deep with that thing that lights you up. You need to you need to let go of the lack mentality that if you're not working on a bunch of different things all at the same time, you're not going to create success. And this really is where you have to, again, look at people-pleasing tendencies, boundaries, your ability to say no, your... Um, your desire to say yes, just because you think you should. Those are a lot of, those are like the deep inner things we have to look at when we're talking about a generator. Now, manifesting generators, like I said, for you to create the most of amount of, of money, you are really meant to be jumping between multiple things all at the same time. For you, similar to generators, something that's going to hold you back is not, not uh, working on things that light you up. It's also going to be, depending on what channels you have defined, some manifesting generators are have more manifester energy. Some manifesting generators have more generator energy, depending on what channel you have defined. But one thing I see a lot of manifesting generators struggle with is not using their strategy and authority to, again, decide on the things that they want to be doing. So when I say that, I mean... Again, the strategy of a manifesting generator, similar to a generator, is wait to respond. Then we have an inform and initiate, which is a manifester strategy. I see a lot of manifesting generators because we move so fast. <laughs> we have the energy to initiate and the energy to see things through to the end. I see a lot of manifesting generators just initiate, 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 initiate. They're not actually waiting to respond before they initiate. So they're they're skipping the waiting to respond part. And we are not manifestors. I mean, we're part manifestors, but we're generators first. So we have to be responding to the things that are showing up, using our authority to then decide what's in alignment for us. Then we inform and initiate. So especially if you have an emotional authority as a manifesting generator, I'll see a lot of manifesting generators like get this idea and then they're at an emotional high and they're like, oh my God, this is the greatest thing ever. I'm going to do that. <laughs> and then like a week later, they're like, what the heck am I doing? Like this uh -huh. doesn't light me up anymore at all. And so we waste a lot of time because we're in such a rush as manifesting generators. And we make decisions in that like high emotional energy state or we can actually say no to things that are aligned for us if we're making decisions from an, a low emo, an, a low emotional state. Again, if you're an emotional authority. Mm. Um, can but, I pause you there? I have a question yes. about that. Okay. <laughs> so Lindsay's pointing to me because it's like classic me. Pointing pointing and, and laughing. Pointing <laughs> and laughing. <laughs> pointing and laughing at me because I am a super extra emotional manifesting generator. And I'm just like, emotional in general i'm like double cancer cancer moon cancer rising aquarius sun so i got like all the water all the emotions i'm always on the roller coaster right just riding that coaster <laughs> and so i'm riding it up and down and i am an idea 
generator. Like I have so many good ideas and I really get hung up on like, which one is the one? They all seem so amazing. They all could be so awesome. And I'm wondering how long do you feel like emotional Manny gens should wait to make decisions? Like, do we need to go through a whole month of like being with it to see how it feels? Do we just need to wait till we're more calm to make that decision? Like a little bit of guidance there. And then do you have any questions for like questions we can ask about it to decipher if it is really more for us long-term or if it's just like a high? Yes. Okay. So Manny gens. This is something I've worked on a lot. Emotional <laughs> like manigens or just manigens? Manigens in general. Okay. Manigens in general. I mentioned this, but we move very, very fast. They call us manigens the quantum leapers because we have all this energy. Like we have the most energy out of any type. We have all this energy and we're, we're moving so fast. You have to slow down. Hey, hi, Vibin' at Homies. It's your homegirl, Kelsey, here. Have you ever felt like you're stuck in the daily grind and looking for a simple and therapeutic way to elevate your life? Well, I've got something super special for you. Introducing the 1111 Club, my new Etsy shop, and your go-to destination for transformative, downloadable, and printable journals. Imagine unlocking the secrets to a positive money mindset, diving deep into transformative shadow work, and manifesting your best year yet with my new year manifestation journal. These journals are crafted and channeled by yours truly to guide you on your journey to living a best life. Many of the prompts and exercises you'll find inside the journals are tools I personally use and tools that I use with my high-paying clients that you can now access for only $11.11 a journal. And as a special treat for our podcast listeners, enjoy an exclusive 30% off on all journals right now. Yes, you heard that right, 30% off. Just use the code HVI30 at checkout. Don't miss out on the chance to transform your life one page at a time. Head over to the 1111 Club on Etsy right now. Your journey to a better you starts here. And as always, I've linked to the shop in the show notes. Happy journaling. Manny Jens, you have to slow down. Damn, because I feel called out. <laughs> and I'm Enneagram from three. a conversation I had literally this morning. My husband's like, you're sick. You, I, this Monday, I was like... That's it. I'm back. I'm back, baby. I woke up sick because my all, all my kids, they're home from school. And I'm like, I feel horrible because I feel like I need to be in my office from 8 a.m. now to at least three, right? I need to put in a full day of work, but I feel my throat hurts. I'm like bloaty. I don't feel good. I don't feel nice. And he goes, go sit down. <laughs> I was like, I can't. I can't go sit. I gotta go do. But it's like, impossible. This talk, this episode is like such good timing. And my husband's just gonna be like, yeah, what did I say? <laughs> you need to slow down. Your body's telling you to slow down. And I know that, right? Like we know that. But how do we actually do it? Please help me. <laughs> <laughs> so it comes down to asking yourself yes or no questions of what feels right for you in the moment. So this is said. also- this is also a generator thing. Generators are really, and and that's why there's a lot, lot of commonality between these two types is many gens are generators first. So there are going to be a lot of commonalities, but it's really, we are meant to live in the present moment. Present, 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 present. Like not thinking about the future, not planning way out in the future, not worrying about the future, like present. What is right for me right now? 
and then using our authority to figure that out. So if you're a sacral authority, you're, you're going to use that gut response. If you're an emotional authority, you're going to use the gut response first, but then you have the added step of riding your emotional wave. So if you're an emotional authority as a Manny Gen, you really have to slow down more, okay? Because it takes time to ride that emotional wave. And I'll talk about that in a sec, Kelsey, because you still have that question. Um, but it's really, so, so Lindsay, you would sit and ask yourself, what feels good for me right now? Like, what is my body telling me it needs? Yeah. Do I need to rest? Yes or no. And then it's our job to follow that response. So this is where human design work is really challenging. And I always say this, like you have to be very brave and courageous to actually live in alignment with your human design because no it's going to challenge so much conditioning that you have. And so we have to, we have to take that step. We have to have that trust and faith that when we follow our human design, everything's going to work out better. So if you're feeling like my throat is hurting, my stomach hurts, like I'm tired, even if you have like a million things to do, if in that moment, it's like my sacral response is saying rest. Yeah. You have to trust that rest is the best thing for you right now. And this kind of leads to the fact too, that like you're, because you move so fast, you're going to, you're going to get everything done. You need to get done, but it's going to get done a whole lot faster when you're doing it in a place and space where you're in the right mindset. And it's a hell yes in that yeah. moment, right? Like how much time do we waste working on things because we're like, I just feel like I should be doing this right now. And then you sit there and it takes forever. I know I've done this so many times. I'm like, I feel like I should be working right now. I feel like I should, the shoulds. If you're, I say, don't ever should yourself. Like we should never should ourselves. We always like, say I that. Should. Like don't we should do. on yourself. Yeah. Don't, don't do it. it. I said don't that to it. my husband the other day, like literally two days ago. And he goes, that's amazing. That should be on a shirt. I was like, Kelsey. <laughs> told it to me first. Adding it to the Etsy shop, right? Put it yeah. on the Etsy shop. I mean it. Yeah. So, you know, if you're sitting there saying like, I'm working because last night I said I was going to do it today and I feel like I should, but like, you're, you're not there. It's not like a hell yes right now. You're actually wasting your time and energy. Yeah. There is a better, more aligned time for you to work on it where the product is going to come out faster and better than it would if you forced yourself to do it right now. So that's kind of a long-winded answer, I think, to your question. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it, it does It does help. And I also think like we just, for me, and I think maybe a lot of people would echo this out in the pod sphere, but like you have to just remind yourself. There's no point, I don't think, I've come to terms with the fact that there's no point where I'm just going to like be okay all the time. And I know that sounds so obvious, but like we feel, we have this weird delusion that like, well, if I practice this enough, then I'm just going to be okay one day and nothing's going to bother me. But like, no, you're going to be bothered. You're going to feel like you should be doing other things. It's, you just have to remind yourself. And for me, I think the reminder is like, I'm not falling behind. I really, my gut, my body is like, if you don't do it now, it's never going to get done and you're going to be behind and you're already behind. So you don't want to be more behind. That's just what my brain says, but like behind, you're behind, behind, behind where I should have been <laughs> if I had done it, if I'd forced myself to do it. According to who? Oh, me. According for sure. To you. 
Right. Like this these one. are like this all one. self-imposed. I love it when we say like, I feel like I'm behind well, as like just... entrepreneurs. And it's like behind what, according to who? Yeah. Yeah. Like behind this like imaginary space that we think we should be in according to us. <laughs> oh, you right. don't... But see, if we follow it, Kelsey and I have done this before. We're like, if we follow that little hopping rabbit down the rabbit hole to see what that thought actually is, it's like, oh, I'm behind. If I get behind, I'm not going to get it out. If I don't get it out, I'm not going to sell it. If I don't sell it, I'm not going to make money. If I don't make money, I'm going to lose my house. If I lose my house, my kids are going to be homeless. And then I'm going to be on the streets. Like that's where it goes if we let it go. Yeah, it escalates so fast. And you're like, come on, what? That's what I'm thinking. That's where this is coming from. Like, it's surprising sometimes. I encourage all of you to follow the rabbit because it will, it might shock you. But not at the same time, I, yes. Go ahead. I was going to say, not just for generators and manifesting generators. Oh, nobody should shoot on themselves. No it's not one. helpful practice. No. <laughs> no. And, and when you do that, when you realize what the thought actually is, you're able to be like, well, that's redonk. <laughs> that's redonk.com. Like, that's so silly. Why am I even entertaining that but at the same time holding space for that's what that is and let's honor that and also you're not <laughs> like you're fine <laughs> so yeah. let's loop back to the uh emotional authority question you had kelsey which was how long should yeah. i wait <laughs> so this is gonna depend no you don't need to make wait a month i don't believe you're not a reflector <laughs> you don't have a lunar authority which is to wait an entire month ideally but i to give myself, you know, for bigger decisions with regards to like ideas and things in my business, I like to give myself a solid week and I'll touch base with myself a few times throughout that time period. And I'll ask myself, is this still lighting me up? Does this still feel exciting to me? And I'll, I'll have those touch points. And if I go like a week, you know, even a week and a half sometimes. And I'm like, yes, you know, that still feels really aligned. Then that is the indicator to me that that is something that I could potentially move forward with. We all have different emotional waves. And I would encourage you guys to understand what your specific emotional wave is because they all feel a little bit different depending on what channel you have defined. But especially as an emotional authority, you really have to slow down. You've got to ride that emotional wave until you hit that point of emotional clarity. And you're not going to have emotional clarity in 30 seconds. And you're not going to have emotional clarity probably within a day, especially when it comes to like ideas and things within your business. Um, you're It's going to take time. And you're going to waste a lot of time if you don't do this. So I know it feels like you're slowing down, but you're really gaining back a lot of time because you're not wasting precious time and energy following things that aren't ultimately aligned for you. And I know I've done this so many times in the past where I've initiated on something from an emotional high. It wasn't a response. I didn't ride my emotional wave. And sometimes, you know, you take that thing fully to fruition and it doesn't pan out the way you wanted because it wasn't aligned in the first place. And now you've wasted a month. Like you've wasted a solid month of energy when you could have been doing something else that was more aligned for you. So this can um, this can build really fast 
And so I would just really, really urge you to take that time to slow down, to make sure the decisions you're making are in alignment for you, because in the long run, it is going to save you so much time and energy from working on things that aren't ultimately going to lead to more money and more success for you. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. That's I so always, true for everybody. Yeah. That's why alignment's the name of the game. If you're taking massive action, but it's not in alignment, that ain't going to help you. And like, mm-hmm. I've always envied Kelsey for her ability to like, we've talked about this a lot where she'll just go on Instagram live and just start talking or she'll just post something because she's inspired. And I'm like, I, I feel like if I'm inspired, like I have to, I don't have to, but I really feel like I don't just wait, wait a minute and do it tomorrow. Like, don't do it right now. And she's just so like, oh, I, just, just talk about it. If you feel it, just hit record and talk. And I'm like, I just can't do that. And is that because like, I am a gut responder. Like, is that what's going on? Or should I be doing that? Should I be responding when I feel inspired rather than waiting? And then I feel less inspired to do it. So actually a sacral response is typically faster than an emotional response. <laughs> so what's sacral called? response is I like that gut, it's like that gut feeling of, of like, yes, this is right for me. This is, I feel like this is the time. So if you're really feeling that, I would encourage you to go on. If you're talking about a live, go on and talk about it. Like you don't have to sit and wait. The reason you might be waiting is you might be thinking, well, I, I want to wait to respond. So maybe, and this is just a, maybe you're waiting for is, is this showing up somewhere in my reality where it's a response, right? So Mm. again, I don't know your chart, Kelsey. I don't know if you have more of that manifestor energy or not. I have that manifestor channel defined uh, in my chart. So I know I carry more manifestor energy. So that could be why you have that as well. If you have that defined, that could be more of that manifestor energy coming through of, I have this idea. It feels good. I'm going, I'm just going to go for it. That's really a manifestor thing. Um, so that could be the difference if your charts, because we're not all the same, you know, we're all manifesting generators, but manifesting generator is like the top level, <laughs> like, like the umbrella, like grouping the entire world into five different types of people. So within that, there's so much differentiation and uniqueness and one channel can, can, can create completely different feelings, a completely different energy. So perhaps yeah. it's that, perhaps it's you're waiting to respond you know, we could, there's so many things that we could look at there, but that yeah. would, re- you would go deeper than just like, I think it's just fear. I think I'm like, if I start it now, I'm going to spend three hours on this effing reel that I'm not even going to care about by the time it's done. So what's the point? Don't even do it. Like, that's what's happening. I just, I just talk myself out of it. Cause I've, I like to complicate things and I make them way harder than they need to be. And one five minute reel could, t- could, and probably would take me two hours. So I just, so that could be more like perfectionist. Oh, tendency. for sure. I need to get it <laughs> snappier. I just, I, I just need to stop caring. Cause when I don't care, you know, this guys, come on. When we stop caring, everything just happens. It's just so beautiful. When I don't care about how I say it, I just care about what it is that I'm saying. Oh, so good. That could also, I would love to know if you guys have defined ego centers. <gasps> Mine's undefined. It's my only undefined center. What's the ego center? 
the one that's like uh triangle one kind of above the emotional center it's to the right on your chart it's the only one that's like in the middle right not the far right but it's like that one in the middle okay so you have the line going up and down the smallest one triangle triangle to the right kind of by the g center okay look at your chart Lindsay. see the top one so that's one two three four and then go to the right oh the little the only one that's like smallest one the smallest one i thought that was a spleen nope spleen's (laughs) on the left I don't, I don't know any of this. Uh, so it's not, it's not colored in. Okay. So this is kind of off track, but this, this has a lot to do with money manifestation as well, because the ego center is the most undefined center in the human design chart. So 65% of people have an undefined ego center. The ego center is our center of willpower. It's our center of force. It's our center of desire. So it's actually a very masculine energy center. And what I have found is that society in general acts like they have defined ego centers. And Mm. if you look at very like driven entrepreneurial women, most act like they have a defined ego center, which is like, I have to be consistent. I'm supposed to have willpower every day. I'm supposed to get a desire and then push and force and make it happen. And that's actually not the case if you have an undefined ego center. This is also the center of our self-worth and our self-value. So this is where we have like a need to prove a, a worthiness thing that we have to look at. It's all within the ego center. And so if you have an undefined ego center, you're really supposed to embody more feminine energy. You're supposed to allow your desires to flow to you. You're supposed to understand that you're not going to have the same type of energy every day to accomplish something. (laughs) I feel so validated and also I've been learning this which is hard because society tells you that you're supposed to be consistent and you're supposed to you know like show up consistently and have consistent energy which like what woman has consistent energy none of us because we have monthly cycles right each week you have different energy you're showing up as a different version of yourself which we need to like normalize but I feel like this new trend on social media of like soft girl era and like slowing down is people recognizing you know, this exact thing that you're talking about, where we need to work in cycles and go with our flow and ride when we have the energy and not ride when we don't have the energy and not try to force it all the time. Like society has told us is the only slash best way. Well, think about it. Like when I, I'm an Aries, I have a lot of fire in my chart and I've kind of always not bragged, but I've always kind of had a badge of like, I was a tomboy. I hate it. I don't, I didn't like dresses and just that masculine energy. I grew up with brothers and my father, like I grew up with my dad and it was always kind of like, I felt like everywhere I've ever gotten all the success I've ever had is because I pushed because I worked hard because I did all the things to make it happen. It's a little bit of a, of a mind F to know that like you can still do that and probably way better than you've ever thought possible if you embrace more of your of your uh as Kelsey would say as your of your softness of your observing versus forcing um allowing versus going to get you know that kind of thing so it's very you're right <laughs> you're very right but it's it's a little bit of a a struggle for people who kind of pride themselves in the fact that they are those go-getters those ambitious like 
yeah, I'm sure you hear this all the time. This is your clientele <laughs> talking <Yes>. about her. <laughs> and this was me, honestly. Yeah. So, so I know this is kind of tangenty, but it, it really all like, it all works together. So I've done a lot of work around the ego center because what I found is that like you're talking about, like the success that I desired ultimately came from a place of not feeling good enough as I was. So I always, my addiction was creating more success so that I felt good enough. Mm. Yeah. So and proving it to yourself, this, which is so <laughs> annoying. Yeah. I had this, addi- <laughs> like this addiction to proving, like I need to, how many times have you said, if someone's asked you, why are you doing this? Like, why do you want that amount of money? I used to say, well, I need to prove to myself that I can do it. Mm-hmm. And underneath that was, I need to prove to other people that I can do it. The other people being the people who made me feel like I wasn't good enough as I was when I was younger. I'm going to show them that I'm good enough. I'm going to show them that I am worthy by being more successful, making more money, being more productive, doing more, which as many gens we can do, but so it serves you. It can serve you to an extent, but it's going to stop serving you when it becomes like an addiction to like, there always needs to be more and more and more and more because I never feel like I'm enough just as I am. I never feel good enough just as I am. So it relates back to money, (laughs) but that's really the ego center. That's like self-value, self-worth, needing to prove, willpower, consistency, productivity, like- yeah, that's that's that center. And it is heavily tied to money as well. Another way to put it is like how I'm putting it in my head is like, not so much if I do it, it means that I prove something to myself, which I'm sure it is. But how it translates in my head is like, if I don't do it, I'm somehow a failure. Like it's that mm-hmm. flip of the coin where it's like, I'm I'm not necessarily running toward it. I'm running away from the failure mm-hmm. of not doing it, of not being able to do it. So it is no matter where you fall on it, it's all the same thing. Can I tell <laughs> yeah. can I tell a story to illustrate this? So yeah. my whole basically life until recently, I've been really in my masculine, like grit and bearing it, create, 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 produce, produce, produce. And I used to tie so much of my value to that. And recently I've been shifting out of that and coming more into alignment with my design, apparently. And I literally said to the universe, okay, I am relinquishing how the money needs to come. I don't want it to be all about like, I don't need it to be through my business or through my investments or through my this or through my that whatever way I have like projected that the success needs to come through. And I literally said universe, send me the most amount of money in the easiest way possible. That's where I'm at. I want to embrace ease (laughs) and not make this about me producing and achieving and proving it to myself. And literally, as soon as I said that, my now husband got a job opportunity to 10x his income, aka multiply our household income that we share together. And at first, I was so discouraged by this because I was like, damn it, universe. Yeah. Like, I thought I was supposed to be the money maker. Bring me like, why are money you giving me the success? Like, me, I'm manifesting it, right? But then the more I sat with it, and Lindsay helped me through this too, was like, girl, you got exactly what you asked for. This is the (laughs) easiest way. You literally have to do nothing and you will be a multimillionaire very soon. Nothing. You don't have to do anything. And that means everything you are doing can be from that place of extra, that place of fun, that place of not 
pressure, right? So it's funny. And I still go back and forth between it because I'm still a little bit bitter. But then at the same time, I'm like, why am I jealous that he's going to be probably maybe doing more work? I shouldn't be jealous. I can be living large by the pool. And like Jeff will be making money. That's cool. So will I, maybe not to the same degree. So I might have some comparison issues there for a little while in the beginning. But that just goes to show when you can relinquish the how it has to come, it can come a lot of the times more quickly and more efficiently. When you so many more doors, the how and the channel, like you don't get to always pick the channel that it comes through with anything you're manifesting, not just money, but anything. You know, I love that the doors will open. There'll be trap doors in the floor. You didn't know were there. The windows will open. There'll be like cellar doors open. So many avenues can open that you don't see. But you just have to, you know, be okay with it. Hey, Lindsay here. Have you seen what's new inside my Align Your Mind membership? Members already get instant access to my best hypnotherapy audios, mindset hacks, manifesting methods, and more on demand right at their fingertips. But now when you join AYM, you'll also get a major VIP level upgrade with my brand new goal-focused hypnotherapy toolkits. These toolkits inside AYM are carefully curated hypnotherapy bundles designed with your specific goals in mind. Whether you desire to call in more money consistently, get out of the mindset rut that you're in, renew your passion and confidence, manifest with more ease and power, cultivate more self-love and inner knowing, or finally release the burdens from your past and heal. Once your subconscious mind is on board with your goal, it's a done deal. And that's what my toolkits are designed to do for you. So if you're ready to rewire your mind, release what's holding you back and manifest your desires with ease, the AYM membership is where it's at. Just hit the link in the episode description and start embodying your highest potential. Yeah. So anyway, that's my side tangent slash story. I know we have a couple more types to get through, so I definitely don't want (laughs) to leave them behind, (laughs) but I feel like going into the manifestors would make the most sense because we did generators, many gens, we touched a little bit on manifestors. So let's go into manifestors and then we can do projectors and reflectors. Okay. So manifestors, you are the leaders. You are always two steps ahead of everyone else. You are the ones who have the only strategy that is not tied to waiting you are meant to lead us into new directions. So the thing that's going to really hold you back is asking for permission. You are not meant to ask for permission. You're meant to get an idea and initiate. You're not meant and to just wait. do it. You yes, are the Nike just logo. Do it. <laughs> like get the idea. If it inspires you, just do it. You in you inform and initiate. Inform and initiate. So you're literally telling people what you're doing and then you're doing it. You're not asking people for their advice. You're not asking for permission. You're saying, I have this idea that's inspiring me. I'm going to do it. You're telling the people that it's going to affect. I'm going to do it. And then you go do it. You line up like the um, support that you need and you do it. But so many manifestors, and this comes from childhood, so many manifestors have a really hard time doing that because They're seeking permission. They're always asking for permission because when we're children, children manifestors have a lot of conditioning because you have to ask for permission from your parents. You're often told no. Like these are the the children who have like all these ideas and their parents just don't quite understand them. They're like, that doesn't make any sense because they're two steps ahead of everybody else. So as children, manifestors are told no a lot. And so they lose a lot of that like inner self-trust. And so 
they, they have a hard time then as adults, just following those inspirations. And it's also hard to to be two steps ahead of everybody else, right? Because sometimes that means you're misunderstood. Sometimes that means people don't quite get why you're doing what you're doing. So that's the first thing is not asking for permission and really just following those inspirations that come. The second thing is manifestors, you don't actually have the energy to finish something. That's what a generator has energy for. So you are supposed to initiate, like get something going, and then you're actually supposed to pass it off to a generator or a manifesting generator. And then you're supposed to initiate on something else. So you're constantly in that like initiation phase and then passing something off. So this is like delegating. Once you've gotten something started, it's handing it off to somebody else. So you could really sidetrack yourself if you're trying to see a project through all the way to the end. So those are two really big ones for manifestors. Now projectors. (laughs) I have worked with a lot of projectors. Projectors, the big things that are holding you back from making more money are number one, not waiting for the invitation. And number two, working too much. (laughs) So let's start with number two. Projectors, you are a non-energy type. You are not meant to work a nine to five. You are not meant to work like a generator or a manifesting generator, which if you're in like a corporate role is very, very, very hard because society is set up to work like a generator or a manifesting generator. It's not necessarily set up for projectors. So projectors, like ideally, depending on how many motor centers you have defined, four hours a day of work, like max. Beautiful. Who doesn't love to hear that? (laughs) I know. I know. Like projectors, you don't have to work that much to create success. (laughs) So you are, um, you're very, very wise. Your your value isn't in the amount of work you do. It's in like the insight you bring, the wisdom you bring to the area that you're working in. So I always say projectors think like quantity versus quality, like really deep or yeah, deep, really deep quality work. Quality Not over quantity. Yeah, quality over quantity. Saying. Yeah. Really deep quality work. You're very wise not necessarily like quantity work. So I have a lot of projectors who come to me burnt out because they're trying to keep up with the manifesting generators and the generators of the world. They're like working and working and working. They're like, I feel like I can't keep up. I feel like I'm never doing enough. And they're exhausted because they're not supposed to work the way that we work. So that's the first thing. The second thing is waiting for the invitation. So this is very different from waiting to respond. People think they're the same. They're not the same at all. Projectors have a very closed off aura. It is very penetrating. It is very deep. So they have to be, you have to be as a projector invited in to offer your knowledge, your wisdom, your expertise. If you are not invited in, people are going to put up walls. It feels very, very abrasive to be given advice from a projector when the advice is not invited. And I've had this happen to me before. I've had projectors come to me and it almost feels like out of nowhere, they're like, well, are you doing this? And I'm like, (laughs) wait a second. Like I never asked for advice. I never like that. It did, it did not feel good because I didn't, I didn't invite them in. So projectors, you mean well, I know you do. 
because you have all this, you're, you're very much like meant to go deep, like a generator. You have all this wisdom in a very like niche area. You just see this area very clearly and you have knowledge in this area and you are trying to be helpful. Like you look at someone and you're like, I, I can see what's wrong. Like I can see what they're doing wrong. They can't see it, but I can see it. And you're like, I just want to help. But if you're not invited in, again, it feels very abrasive. And also projectors, you each have your own unique way of doing something. So you could have five projectors who have knowledge on the same thing and they each have like their own little unique way of doing it. And so maybe that person does need help in that area, but just like the way that you do it isn't quite the way that resonates with them. So I see so many projectors get into this like convincing and like going out and like trying to make things happen. And, and so many people are turned off by it Yeah, <laughs> because you have to be invited in as a projector. So you're really meant to like showcase your knowledge, showcase what you're doing, showcase your expertise and, and put the invitation out there for people to come, but you have to wait for people to invite you in. Otherwise you're going to get shut down. And okay. So not- showcasing is how they manifest more invitations basically. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So really showcasing your knowledge, showcasing how you do things, showcasing your insight, showcasing your wisdom in this specific area. And then let's say I'm watching you. Let's say we're on like Instagram, you're a business owner and you have a business and you're showcasing all these things and I'm watching and I'm like, Ooh, I'm struggling with that. And I like how she's doing this and she knows what she's talking about. And then I go and say, Hey, can you tell me more about how you do this? Like, I'm really interested. That's the invitation, right? Then I'm open to receive your knowledge and your expertise. But so often, especially like this was more so back in like the Hey Girl era or like the go out and message like 10 people or or whatever. Um, it was like projectors going out saying, hey, I see you're struggling with this. Like you specific person that I'm messaging directly. <laughs> I see you're struggling with this. I know how I can help you. And it's just a very, it's a turnoff. Yeah. From a projector. <laughs> makes sense. That makes so much sense. I know a projector and I'm thinking of you right now. I'm going to send you this episode so you can listen. <laughs> I'm now wondering if my mom is a projector. She's always offering advice, but I think it's just a mom thing. It's got to be. <laughs> Could be that too. So what about our reflector friends? The one percenters. The one percenters. Reflectors. <laughs> there may not even be any reflectors listening to this, but reflectors, you are really... You are meant to slow down as well. You are a non-energy type like projectors. So you really need to have a lot of rest. You're not meant to work. So one thing that's going to hold you back from making the kind of money you desire is working too much, not really prioritizing that rest. The other thing is, is that you are really meant to kind of, you're, you're holding potential energy for all of us. Like you are going to see the trends. You're going to see 
what's going on on like a bigger scale than the rest of us. So you really sharing your insight and your knowledge and seeing what like trends are happening, what you're noticing going on, you're going to create a lot of success doing that because you are really wise. Like you're, you're holding all of this energy because you have zero defined centers and we hold, um, potential energy in the centers that we have undefined. And we have a lot of wisdom in those centers because we learn a lot from being exposed to the energy of others in those centers. So projectors or reflectors, number one, you're not meant to work the way, again, that a manifesting generator or a generator works. You really need to prioritize that rest. So that is one thing that's going to hold you back is if you're doing too much work. Number two is really honing in on that where am I seeing trends? Like, how can I offer deep wisdom? How can I help people kind of see like the bigger issues that are going on and reflect them back to them? So that's where you're really going to excel is in those in that area where you're kind of just taking everything you notice, everything you're feeling, everything that's coming in, and you're reflecting it back to the rest of us. You're a reflector. You're reflecting things back to us for us to see and experience through you. So project or reflectors, I keep saying projectors, reflectors really like honing in on those qualities, like though the wisdom that you're picking up in those areas. And again, reflectors, you're so, you're so rare. <laughs> like, I've done one reading for a reflector and I was like, Oh my God, I'm so excited because I feel like reflectors just, you potentially have so much conditioning just because you have every center undefined. And that's typically where we have more conditioning, but you are going to have a lot of conditioning around that feeling like you need to work more, feeling like you need to keep up. Um, and then you can potentially pick up on conditioning in all of the different centers just because you have all those areas undefined. So there, we made it through so all five. Yay, wow. you did so good. You were talking so much. I was trying to like give you some breaks. I was like, oh, <laughs> let me let me tell a story. Let me ask a question. She is on it. She is she going, really is. you know, in true manifesting generator fashion, just go, go, go while yes, you're on yes. it and while you're in the vibe. So that was perfectly on display for everyone to see. I love that. Thank <laughs> you for sharing so much good wisdom for all the types. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to keep conversing on your podcast too. It'll be so fun yeah. to keep the conversation going. I want to head over to the Patreon, but before we do that, can you please tell everyone how they can work with you, where they can get more of your medicine, take in your vibe, all that juicy stuff? Yes. So I have a podcast as well. It's called The Wealthy Woman. That's where I like to go deep. I'm a talker, as you can see. <laughs> so podcasting is my thing. So for really like great value on money, mindset, and human design, head over there. I also am on Instagram. That's the main social media platform that I hang out on. And my handle is just my name, Lauren underscore Francois. I will, I share value there as well. And you get some more behind the scenes of my life, just who I am, my personality, what I'm interested in. So you get to know me a little bit more there. In terms of ways to work together, there are really two main ways right now. I do human design chart readings and I really love doing them 
for female entrepreneurs who are looking to break through their upper limit. So you feel like you're at this upper limit and you're not quite sure what's holding you back to get to that next level. I like to do human design chart readings for you to help you understand your human design and how you can work more in alignment with your human design to break through that upper limit. The other thing I love doing human design chart readings for are for parents. So I love doing human design chart readings where we read the charts of you and your children. (laughs) And so this is our way of understanding our unique children. I know I have two children who are very different from each other. They're both very different from me. And really understanding their human design has helped me to parent them in a much better way. And on kind of the heels of that, I also do readings for couples. So if you want to understand your significant other better, we can do a human design chart reading for that. Uh, The other thing I do is one-on-one mentorship. This is more long-term mentorship. We're talking three or six months. It's very deep within my design. I am meant to go deep with people. I'm meant to form relationships with people. So this is really my bread and butter. So if you're interested in either of those two things, then you can hit me up. Yay. Thank you for sharing that and coming on the pod. This has been so good. I hope everyone on the Patreon can comment like something they learned or loved about this episode. And if you're not on the Patreon, that's where we're going to go. Keep chatting for a few more minutes. You can just go to patreon.com slash high vibe. That's where you can support the show for just a few bucks a month, get longer episodes, video episodes, extra bonuses here and there, extra hangouts here and there. And yeah, that's the place to be if you want to be a high vibe in it VIP. And I hope you really like that rhyme because I just put a lot of thought into it. So, <laughs> yep, that's the end of our episode for today. We love you guys so much. Dive into your human design. Have fun with that. Good luck living more in alignment with your design. Hopefully this episode helped with that. And we will see you over at the Patreon. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. Thank you to everybody who has left a review and shared the podcast with friends and family. We super appreciate it. It really helps the show a lot. You can further support the show by joining patreon.com slash high vibe to get exclusive content, extended episodes, bonuses, and more. Thanks again for listening. We love you so much. And we'll be back next week with another new episode. Bye. Bye.